but we become the technology, the tool to instantly buy a car in a frictionless manner. Financing, warranty, insurance, everything part of that flow and the ability to do it in a matter of minutes through a very simplified online experience. What's up everyone, this is Car Dealership Guy. You're listening to the Car Dealership Guy podcast, which is my effort to give you access to the most unbiased and transparent insights into the car market. Let's get into today's episode. Brad Parker is founder and CEO of Private Auto, an online marketplace that simplifies the process of listing, meeting, and selling your vehicle privately. In this conversation, we discussed building the quote unquote, Apple pay for car sales, how Private Auto makes money, hacking the cold star problem for an online marketplace, the pros and cons of selling your car privately, and my favorite stories of how we used to haze new employees at the dealership. I promise this is PG rated. Here's my conversation with Brad Parker. All views of Car Dealership Guy and guests on this podcast are solely their opinions. None of the views expressed should be treated as financial advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Brad Parker on the CDG podcast. Brad, welcome. Thanks. Good to be here. From yachts to private car sales. And I don't mean yachts as in, well, you may have been a passenger on yachts, but I mean uh, launching a marketplace for yachts to launching a marketplace for private car sales. How did you get here? Yeah, I don't know for me, like, you know, just jumping into things, I think the, the 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 pain points for me have happened within five feet of my daily routine. So I grew up in the boat business, actually. I grew up, uh, you know, my my granddad was actually started one of the the, the first, like, uh, boat dealerships in the United States. Um, and so wow. anyway, I, I, I anyway grew up in dealership world and and feeling the pain points of um, the uh, the transaction process and stuff with boats. And it was all paper print scan and fax. Uh, to do a, a yacht deal. So anyway, uh, found a way to, you know, create uh, um, software for that and and uh, go into the yachting industry. And, and it was it was a way to, for the medium to large yachts to be sold. Tell me more about that. So you grew up in a business, you know, to what age, like what, what were you doing there? And how did that actually work out? Did you one day come to, you know, your family or did you say your dad, your grandpa? Yeah, my grandpa had started in 19, 1927 is when uh, he got wow. into the business. But me as a kid, I, I grew up like smelling fiberglass, smelling the the grease, the oil, the, you know, from the the shop, um, you know, and even as a kid, that was like my first job. So I, my summers were always detailing boats in Florida. Um, I, I worked in the parts department, uh, did warranty. I was an apprentice tech, uh, you know, learned how to do some, some pretty good technical stuff. And uh, yeah, that was my childhood, uh, learning like right there in the mix in the boat dealership. Tell me about the spark for your last company, Yacht Closer. Tell me about that. Yeah, so it was like the legal zoom and DocuSign of the yachting industry. So the uh, you know medium to large yachts that are sold around the country, it was all paper print, scan, and facts. You know, and and uh, and and working for the boat business, we you know uh, I helped the, our family start a uh, a yacht brokerage company, and that was the biggest pain point at the uh, you know at the dealership is doing the paperwork on those deals and. And so I think selfishly, I just wanted to create something to make my day a little bit easier, but then realized that, wow, uh, a lot of other people need this. And so at the end of the day, it was, uh, it was a grind. Yeah, I went to, uh, you know, got a number of other big boat dealerships to, to start using it and brokerage houses. Um, and it became the leading contract and closing paperwork solution for the yachting industry, uh, you know, once we got rolling. So when did you exit that company? 2017. And what, what was that like? Did you sell it? Did you merge? Like what, what actually happened there? 
Yeah, no, I think it was a combination of things. I mean, I think it's because we, we, it was interesting. It was like a sub niche of a broader industry. And so we grabbed the roots of that sale, the data, you know, the, the, the information that was going into that sale. Um, and it was a combination of, we had a finance company, a title agency, we bolted on all these services to that, that software. Um, so it became very powerful, um, and it became very sticky. Um, and so, yeah, now one of the, uh, the biggest players in the industry boats group, uh, acquired us, uh, they have uh, a lot of the biggest, uh, online marketplaces, yacht world. Boat Trader, Boats.com, and a, a number of international sites. Um, but but we were the only administrative tool for the whole industry. By the way, dude, I don't know if you're noticing, but there's like a fly that's like going all over Saw my... it. I saw it. You did dodged you, it. Did once... <laughs> nah, I just opened my door, so hopefully he leaves. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. So explain to me like the spark. So you, you're you're out of the boat business. Great. You know, life's good. What's the deal? Like how, do, now with the spark for peer to peer, like you get the bug, when did that happen? Peer to peer car sales, walk me through that. Yeah. So, I mean, even with my last business, we had so many people calling us like, Hey, I've got like, I've already got a buyer. Can you just help me do the deal? Um, so there was, uh, there's a buyer so, for what? For, well, for, for boats and yachts. Got it. Um, so even a high ticket boat, a lot of people are like, Hey, I've already got a buyer. Can you just like help me do the deal? And so there's, uh, there's, uh, this big private you know, sale that is happening. But I think for me, the spark was when I was, um, I've always bought and sold stuff privately as well, whether it be, you know, little miscellaneous toys or cars or even boats back when I was in the boat business. But I think when I was buying a, I was buying a 2007 Toyota FJ Cruiser, helping my son buy a car. Um, and I think I, I met the people in a, a grocery store parking lot at like eight, 9 PM on a weekday. Um, and it was cool. We did a little test drive in the parking lot. We wanted it, but but the 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 part that that got me was it was over it was over ten thousand dollars. I think it was like fourteen thousand dollars that I bought the car for. Um, but because Cash App Venmo didn't work, any of the payment apps didn't work. There was no way to just do that deal right now, um, except we had to coordinate a time to go meet at the bank and what everyone ends up doing on a on a higher you know ticket private sale. And I think that was the point for me was like, gosh, like there's got to be a better way to do this. If I want this car, like I want to do it right now. You can take an Uber home, but I just want it right now. And how do you make that safe and secure for both parties? That was the passion to try to solve that. Explain to me who, who flocks to peer to peer, right? Before we get into like what you really do, the business model and the details, but you said you've always been a peer to peer guy. Why is that? Like, why, why have you opted to do like a private sale transaction as opposed to you know, trading a car in, selling it to a dealer, selling it to like an online, you know, auto buyer or whatever. Like what, what is the reason for that? Yeah. I mean, for, for, for me, I think it's, uh, it was mixed. I mean, I still do stuff with a dealer, but at the same time, um, I think it's, uh, depending on the, uh, the, the, the car, what it is, there's a lot of cars where it's like, you know, it's kind of niche or, 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 you know, it, uh, it may not, you're not going to get as much value for that if you trade it into the dealer. Um, you know, if you think of, uh, you know, customers. So you're looking for, you're looking to capture more value through peer to peer. You that's see right. that's your main driver. Yeah. Capture more value through the peer to peer, um, is, is probably one of the main drivers, uh, for me in the past. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's the main driver for most people that operate peer to peer? Uh, I do. I do. Um, with so many people doing it, um, you know, being able to, uh, capture more. I mean, if they can save 15 to 20%, um, you know, by, by selling the car themselves, that's a big deal. 
for somebody, you know, selling something, you know, to, to save over two grand, um, you know, on a car that's, you know, 10,000 on $10,000, that's a big deal. So walk us through the, walk us through the business model of private auto. Like what is the, just the core business model? What do you really do? We make it easy to buy and sell cars privately and do the bill of sale, do the transfer of funds right in the parking lot on the app, all on one platform. Um, so that, that's the main key. We are laser focused on that peer to peer sale, being able to, to have some trust and transparency in that. And I think that's the other, I mean, the two main pain points to that deal are safety and money. Mm -hmm. And I think people being able to trust this person that you're going to meet in the parking lot, um, and also having some confidence that you're going to either a, be able to rescind or receive funds securely isn't another is another important part of that equation how big again being a dealer like i want i think about these things a lot how big do you think the peer-to-peer opportunity really is right because i feel like is this people just gravitating for like cheaper cars you know is this really viable at scale like how do you guys size that up yeah so i think it's uh, it, originally i thought it was uh, much smaller than it really is um you know i thought i thought it was around that you know eight million or something like that you know in automotive in the u.s but according to you know nada and cox automotive financial reports uh you know it's 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 north of you know 16 17 million it's almost it's over 47 17 million what units units a year that are private party a year in the united states um and, 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 and that's the thing. I mean, so it's almost, you know, it's over 45, you know, uh, 47% of total dealer used, um, or total used cars in the United States. So it, it is, it is, um, a staggering amount that, that is happening in the parking lot that not a lot of people know about. So you, you used to use a phrase, you used to say like, we're like the Venmo of car buying. Is that, do you still refer to the platform that way? Is it like, is it better if, for someone already has a buyer and you're helping to facilitate that transaction? Or is this more for like discovery, frankly, to find a buyer for my car if I list it? Like, how do you guys think about that and balancing those two? Yeah, it's both. And I think we're, it, it, it starts with the latter, you know, where you have the car on there and to find the buyer and, and it allows us the opportunity to learn and hear from both, both sides and to really perfect the technology. Um, but no, our secret sauce is the ability to do the deal right now. Um, in, in the technology, we are more of a FinTech where, uh, and that's, I think the key difference between us and any other company where a lot of other companies are set up more like a virtual F and I office, um, where private by, auto. And by F and I, for anyone that doesn't know the audience as in like finance and insurance, a department within the dealership, when the salesperson tells you, let me go speak to my manager, that's the F and I department, that, that manager. Yeah, so they're coordinating the funds, they're managing escrows, or they're managing the uh, the the, you know, the funds coming in, and 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 so some of those services, like that, provide escrow services and stuff. There's people behind the scenes managing that flow of money, guaranteeing it, and kind of instructing people on what the next thing to do is. Um, I mean, I think like a uh, um, you know like a like a good pizza, like a lot of them have like the cheese and the the crust, but we've got the sauce. And that's what makes us unique and different is the technology behind the scenes that allows that to happen a hundred percent automated and tech driven. So like you and I could do a deal for 50 grand in the parking lot on a Sunday afternoon and not a single person is telling us what to do or pulling any levers, but the technology is actually allowing 
the flow of funds to happen and keeping the, the, the transaction safe. So you're pretty much offering a transactional layer for me to do this. I think, I think the next thing that comes to my mind is if I'm selling a $50,000 car, right? Like what's the core benefit for me to sell it privately? I, I think a lot of people wonder this, right? Like how mm-hmm. should I, I, by the way, I get asked all the time, like, how should I sell my car? Yeah. Uh, you know, trade it in dealer, you know, CarMax, Carvana, privately, Facebook marketplace. So ultimately you're saying if I, if I am selling that $50,000 car and I use your technology, private auto, what is better for me about that? Is it just the value capture? Is it like easier? How do you think through that? Or is that, by the way, or is that not your core market even? It, well, it, it is. It, and I think if you, even if you take, let's take a sliver of the private sale market, for example, like classic cars, you know, take a classic car market. There's millions of those sold every year. And, and, and it's not like you're going to, it's not like those cars are, are traded into a dealership. You're never going to get the true value of that car from a dealership. Those cars are bought by other enthusiasts. Same thing like custom Jeeps or custom vans or adventure vans and some of these, uh, you know, overland vehicles, a lot of them are bought by other uh, enthusiasts uh, where that value aligns. And so I think that's where, that's where the value comes to our site is a site that you can actually do that deal um, and, 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 and do it in a way that you can verify individuals and guarantee payment and verify funds. That's the other thing too, because of it's all connected to this custom banking, uh, you know, model, you can actually verify the funds before you let someone come and test drive the vehicle. Um, so bringing that kind of transparency to that sale that really hasn't existed before is the, the, one of the aspects that makes us unique. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge to scaling this business? Yeah. So building a marketplace is tough, you know, like, you know, it starts, you need to build audience. You need to build supply and then you need to build demand and create liquidity with that demand. And so I think, you know, some, some, some struggle with step number two, just building supply um, and then bringing the buyer eyeballs to match up with that supply um, and creating liquidity with it is, is the, the third tier challenge. Um, and so I think we're, we're in between steps two and three right now with our business. We actually, we're building audience really well. We are like this, just this year, we already have over a million people visiting our site and over 70, 75% of that is all organic traffic. So we are building a lot of organic traffic and then, um, you know, building the listings. Uh, we're starting to get listing velocity on the site right now. Um, what's driving the, what's driving the organic traffic other, other than car dealership guy, of course, wink, wink. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, you know, I'm glad I listened to somebody smarter than me. I love starting a new business and all the things that you can learn from it. And, and I think um, we decided to implement a content strategy two years before we went live with Private Auto. Um, and I think the, the interesting thing is a lot of the big players focus on the big keywords, the big, big keywords that drive all the traffic. Um, and we focused on all those long tail keywords, the how to sell my car privately in California, how to transfer funds in a private sale. And, and all these different variations of selling privately. And the, the, the cool thing is, is when you really dive into it, there's a lot of people that are typing those things in every single day because they are in the moment wanting to do that sale or wanting to be educated on that sale so they know how to do it. Um, so we laser focused on those long tail keywords and built a castle around them. Um, and that and was, are you guys, are you using like AI, chat GPT or any of that stuff to create that content? 
you know, um, so we have a team that does that. They do, they, they do use a portion of it right now, but I think the difference is for anybody that just uses that off of the shelf, there's going to be a sea of mediocrity out there in terms of content. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, 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 so I think it's embrace the current technology to accelerate what you do, but then allow the, the professional to really add the, the, you know, really dress it up and really add um, some good meat to that content. Uh, so we definitely have a lot of human intervention on the content that we deliver uh, today. Got it. L let's zoom in for a second. So how many vehicles are on your platform? How many cars are you selling? Like walk us through some of these numbers. Yeah. So uh, today we have, and a lot of this just started increasing within the last you know few months. Um, so we were just now hitting about a year that we've launched. So we are still very new. Um, what happened in the last few months? But why, why is it starting increasing? Well, I mean, so I think it's focus. Uh, number one, last year, didn't care about listings, didn't care about transactions. It was all about audience. So building audience first. Um, then uh, once you have audience, now it's all about, uh, you know, focusing on product pricing, product pricing, and then get the response and then learn from the customer what works. So we did now, as of January, we, we focused on uh, supply, getting listings. Um, and we learned from the customer, made some changes. And we, I mean, at the beginning of the year, end of the year, we were only getting like 20, 30 listings, you know, in a month. So people just barely, you know, taking a look at us and some people doing it. Um, fast forward to today where I think last, uh, for June, we had 250 new listings at the site just in one month. Um, so big increase. And that's all because of just changing product pricing. Um, what, what did you change? Um, we actually implemented a pay now or pay later. Um, and we made some changes to the listing process to smooth it out. But the big thing was pay now, pay later. So, which we're actually the only site in the industry that does this. Um, so you can pay now for a discount and get access to all the technology in the platform, or you can pay later when the car sells and, and which is unique because we're the only company that truly has a, a pay on performance model because we're the only ones that have a transactional model part of the platform. Okay, that speaks to me. <laughs> I think, again, it's uh, pay for performance. There's a lot of companies in, in the car business that don't offer that. I've had conversations about this with people at these companies. And I think it's definitely a sticking point because we are running such a low margin business. Again, I'm, I'm coming from an advantage point as a dealer, but right. it's when you're running such a low margin business, you, you can't afford to pay for something that's not gonna bring you a return. You yeah, know, we call it, we call it the disc test. Does it sell cars? Disc. Um, and pay for performance is great because you don't need to worry about that. Uh, yeah. But I understand your point, right? Because you're actually facilitating the transaction, you're able to even charge that way. Otherwise, you would have no way to know if that deal got done and you know you wouldn't be able to charge. So I want to go back to, well, you said 250 vehicles right now a month listed on private auto. Mm -hmm. Got it. And so like, how much does a customer pay? Like, What's your revenue per user profit? Walk me through that. Yeah, so um, the it's either ninety dollars to pay now or one hundred and fifty to pay when it sells. Um, profit margin on that is uh, between seventy two and eighty five percent profit margin. Um, you know the tools because we have built in vehicle history report, uh, market values, uh, the technology, the banking, the custom banking integration that happens with the flow of funds. Um, you know, so the, the 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 raw cost of all those tools per unit ends up being around. $25. Got it. How did you get this banking integration? Like that sounds pretty sophisticated. Like walk me through that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this was the point that, um, um, so it was actually a company that I did a lot of business with in the yachting industry. Uh, we did a lot of uh, yacht loans and stuff through through their recreational lending division. Um, but the uh, the president of the bank was very tech savvy, which you don't really get those two. Um, you know, uh, a banking and a tech savvy, you know, leadership. Um, and so this was like, actually, this was one of those like one phone call businesses where, where I, I, I kind of thought of the way that it had to work in order to create an instant, you know, flow of funds. Um, and so anyway, I called, called this, uh, called him up one day and, and, uh, kind of pitched the idea. And, and, uh, anyway, it was the long and short of it was, I love it. Let's do it. Um, and so wow. technically, technically what is happening here, and this is interesting, and this is the, the barriers to entry for us, I think, because I've dealt with all the major banks in the, in, in, in lending and there is so much red tape and it's awful. Um, and so we are directly connected with, uh, their backend APIs. Um, and so the ability for, uh, the techno technology to, you know, I think the better way to describe it, if you and I were doing a deal on private auto. Um, and if, if I'm the buyer, you're the seller and you create a private auto pay account. So within seconds, you know, you can scan driver's license, verify identity, but it'll do KYC background check, banking compliance, and it'll spin up a traditional bank account in your name. And same thing for me as a buyer. So immediately you and I both have these traditional bank accounts with our own account numbers spun up under the same bank. Um, and that's all for the purpose of doing this like seam seamless online transaction with, I'm going to assume virtually zero fees, right? Correct for, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, and that's the thing that makes it unique because of the way it's architected, there's no fees because the transfer me as a buyer, I still need yeah, to onboard my funds via ACH or wire. But now when you and I show up in the parking lot to do a deal, it's like an interbank transfer. You know, so, and, and that's the other thing. There's no transaction fees. You know, there's a lot of sites out there that they charge high transaction fees and there's really no like banking technology. Um, and so how are you going to scale this geographically? Like walk me through that as you think about better yet. So what states, what areas are you serving right now? Are there any um, exclusions? Like how, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So currently we're, we're, we're in all states right now. Um, and that was the, 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 piece about having a financial partner that's already licensed in all of those States. Um, because technically we don't touch the money. It's all in custody of our financial partner. Um, and so we are in all States right now, but what's, what's, and we're kind of doing that to learn. Uh, so for example, we have, um, we have, we have customers that once they learn about the technology that we have. It's not like a traditional marketplace where they care so much about volume density, um, inventory density. So for example, once they, a lot of people will put their car on and they may still list it on other free sites or other places, but they invite the, you know, the buyer to do the deal here at private auto. Um, and so, you know, the way that, um, uh, that's, that's the way that it's, 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 it's going right now. And what do you think when you think about supply? Obviously, dealers have tons of cars and inventory. Do you think about uh, a future where you tap dealer inventory as well for supply on the marketplace? Or do you think like you're strictly focused on peer-to-peer? -peer? Because it just seems like you're building this, this transactional layer, which has, could potentially have so many use cases. Yeah, totally. I, and, and I actually, I, I, I think there is a great um, parallel to the dealer and an opportunity for the dealer, either A, from a, a vehicle acquisition strategy, 
Um, there may be some cars that sellers are willing to part with them and a dealer can do that transaction and, and buy the car immediately right from our platform, um, you know, within a certain geographical radius or, or not even defined by geography, really. Um, but I think there's also the, the concept of um, becoming the Apple Pay for vehicle sales. So not necessarily a competing marketplace or anything like that, but we become the technology, the tool to instantly buy a car uh, even from a dealer in a, in a frictionless manner. So the ability to buy a car for high dollars, even have financing, warranty, insurance, everything part of that flow, and the ability to do it in a matter of minutes versus hours that it does now through a very simplified uh, online experience. And that is going to be the title and the thumbnail, the Apple Pay for Vehicle Sales. I love it. Um, Brad, you know, one thing I realized that we missed is you've raised funding for this, your venture back. Uh, how much funding have you raised? Yeah, no, I, outside of uh, personal funds, uh, only raised about three, three and a half million. Well, I love it. Bootstrapping. Did you, I'm assuming uh, your, your prior company was bootstrapped as well, or I guess this is not bootstrapped, but your prior company, was that uh, privately funded to yourself? Yeah, not, not totally. No, just uh, had a few, just like, like just uh, less than five, uh, you know, local checks. Uh, one of which was just a customer I sold a bunch of boats to. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good way. And of course, I, I mean, I should mention for those that don't know, you know, proud investor in private auto myself. So yes, uh, you know, definitely want to mention that. Um, that's awesome. And so what's your, now what's, what's your plan? Like, how are you going to deploy that capital, right? Like to walk us through your, your, your thinking there, what's, what are you going to use it for? Yeah. I think number one is continuing to grow that organic traffic. Um, is so it? building organic traffic. And I honestly feel that that's one of the keys to survival in this market today. Relying on paid media alone gets you nowhere. It's like throwing a duffel bag full of cash on a fire and you get some lift, but then it's gone. Agreed. And so I think, I think building sustainable recurring, uh, traffic is, is number one. Um, and then the other thing too, is, is deploying that right into the product, uh, because we're building audience first and we get to learn from the customer very quickly, um, deploying that right into the product and, and, uh, fast forwarding those things that are the, the, the number, the top things requested from the customer, um, is, is and like, what, what are those top things right now? Um, so one right now that we're deploying next, uh, probably within a couple of weeks is, uh, what we're calling deal now by private auto. Um, so already we have a lot of people that come to us and say, wait a minute, I've already got the buyer. I really don't want to list the car. Like, like they, like they don't want to put photos on it and all this stuff. I just, I, I want to use your technology to do the deal. Um, and so we're going to have a button where you can just go deal now and whether you're a buyer or a seller. You can initiate the deal, invite the other person to your deal room. Both of you get verified, create the funds account, and you can do a deal on private auto instantly uh, just using the technology without having a traditional listing on the site. Yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. Again, that's like that transaction, you know, facilitating that transaction and not, not necessarily having to go through the marketplace. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned several times I've noticed the word audience. How did you get your initial audience, right? Like, okay, private auto goes live. Where do the initial, you know, the initial couple people, whatever, the first listing, where did that, where did that come from? Tell us that story. Totally content. Um, you know, so, so focusing on keywords that people are, are typing in every single day in terms of like, they're looking to be educated on how to sell their car privately. 
uh, or how to buy a car from a private, you know, party, how to stay safe, you know, how to transfer money in a private party uh, sale. <clears throat> so that's how those people learned about us in the beginning is we just started creating lots of content around those, those topics. Um, and then that's where we got our initial audience from. Yeah. Launching a marketplace is, uh, is tricky. Have you, have you had any moments when you're like, this is not going to work? Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Or have you had those like, oh shit moments? You know, no, there's always, there's always moments where you're like, oh man, like this is, this is harder than I thought. But I think, um, I'm glad it's my second go around because I think you still, you still make mistakes. You still have problems. You still have issues. You know, some days with development, it feels like one step forward, two steps back, um, you know, on, uh, you know, just stuff that you're building. Um, but at the end of the day, the, um, we, we, we feel very confident now in the product that we have, the, the market size that's out there and the amount of people doing these transactions and feeling these pain points is significant. Um, and so, uh, anyway, we're, 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 our confidence is pretty high based on customer feedback we're even getting right now on the product in some unique circumstances that are, that are happening, you know, with like one example, there was a guy in Florida that bought a car in New York and, and I, I didn't even like, it didn't, the light bulbs didn't quite go on for me even on this scenario. I knew we would be good for like a, like a, a long distance deal, um, but like the way that this played out, like the customer brought it to my attention more than I even thought of it. So for example, like he, he sent a shipper, you know, to go pick up the car in New York that he wanted. And because private auto allowed for that just instant right now deal, um, basically the shipper just confirmed like the car and, and uh, yeah, hey, the, the seller's got the title here. Yeah, I've got the title. And then they just jumped on private auto and did the three steps of the deal. And, and the seller, the, the seller could see the funds instantly in his account at that second. He's like, all right, cool. See you, Shepard. You know, all right, load it up, send it. Um, you can't do that today. You, it, you can't do that with a coordinated wire transfer. You can't like, you can't just do that deal on the spot. And how, but how, how has that not been solved? Like how is a large marketplace not solved this? What am I missing? Right? Like that's what I'm not following here. What is, how is a large marketplace not solved that exact pain point till this day? How's that possible? It's the money. Everything else you can solve for, it's the money. The, uh. Nobody has solved for the money. <clears throat> so for example, in crypto, and I think that's where I got a knack for this is you can move millions of dollars in crypto. I could, I could send you any amount in crypto immediately. And, and we go verify and just, it's, it happens fast. All lines lead back to crypto. <laughs> All lines lead back to Dogecoin. But it's it's like that yeah. blockchain, that 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 trustless uh, you know platform. But and if you think of the the ACH system in the United is States, this... is awful. It's awful. It, there's so much fraud there. The way that money moves, the way that it kind of goes to the Fed, the Fed checks it, then it goes to the institution. But technically, it doesn't really show up. But the bank kind of gets credit for it. And you could still get flagged for fraud up to 59 days later and get it just clawed back. Um, and that's wow. why fraud is so rampant in the, the ACH system in the United States. So everyone else uses wire transfer. You know, that's like the, probably the best, the, the securest way to do it. But what, okay, what are the limitations there? Can I, can I go buy a car for $100,000 and then call my banker and be like, hey, I want to do this deal right now. Can you just wire 100 grand to this like other private account? Can I give it to you right now? You can't do that. Um, and it doesn't happen that fast. You know, there's layers, there's checks, you know, it can't happen outside of banking hours. 
Um, so there's all these kind of restrictions on that instant emotional purchase to move high dollars in USD funds. And that's why we created an interbank transfer-like situation for the deal to happen securely, you know, under one roof of the same institution. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it does. But it, I just wonder, you know, it's, uh, it seems like, I think what, what's got, what's made me think that the opportunity is massive is the idea that, you know, I shared a chart maybe a couple months back, which showed like close to 50% or so, mm -hmm. um, of us sales estimated to be peer to peer still. And I, I find it like mind boggling. Like, how is that even possible in this day and age where you have everyone and their mother, you know, advertising, we'll buy your car, you know, just the market, especially over the last couple of years was so overheated with, you know, buying cars directly from consumers, the fact that people are still opting to buy and sell privately, I think it's just, I think it's almost crazy, but I understand your point. And I think it makes sense that there's, you know, a cohort of customers that believe that, you know, or that want to capture as much value as possible and that it could be a better solution for them. Yeah, no, totally. I, I think that's, um, I mean, it's, and I think that's the way I look at it too. It's like, okay, well, that many people are choosing to do this deal. They're choosing to do it that way. They're choosing to, you know, deal with the pain points, meet some rando person, you know, deal with the, the slew of scammers that they get, the first five people that reach out to them before they actually get to the real buyers. Um, and, and, but they're still doing that deal to put more money in their pocket. So who uh, shouldn't, who shouldn't sell privately? Who shouldn't buy or sell privately? You know, it's, it's an equation of time, effort, cost, money and and that that equation is different for everybody you know it may like you know for 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 one person it might be you know hey if i can save five hundred dollars i'm gonna do it or if mm -hmm. i you know the other person might be you know hey if i save 10 grand uh, yeah, sure i'll i'll do it that way you know but it so that threshold is different for everybody um and i think and i think the um wait do you know what what's the average savings when when i sell privately do you know what is the average savings for a person? I guess, do you have an average rough estimate percentage-wise? You know, I, 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 don't, I don't yet, but that's going to be part of our, our data plan. Um, you know, on average, from different uh, sources that I've talked to, it's kind of the uh, um, around $1,500 was a, was a threshold for a, a pretty large population of uh, the sample size. Um, like I just did a poll on LinkedIn the other day and you know, I think it's like, looks like 2,500 is, is the, the number that is, um, you know, uh, like where, all right, I'd be willing to do private if I could save $2,500. Um, and so I think it's learning that threshold and it depends on the vehicle, um, and, and the, the, the time factor, but there is a threshold and there's a lot of people that fall within that threshold. Mm -hmm. It seems like you need to do some seriously massive volume. Like this is a volume play, right? You mentioned earlier you're making hundred was it 150 per car gross? Yep. Yeah, right. You're keeping like 75 percent of that, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, so you know the business needs to do like meaningful scale because it is you know it is pretty slim, slim numbers. But you're eliminating um, or you're I guess you're replacing you know a quote unquote middleman. You're mm -hmm. sort of just a transaction layer. Yep. Yeah. No. It's uh, the 100%. So like year one of running this business, it's all about dialing it in. It's all about learning from the customer and in creating an ultra scalable backend 
and process that just removes friction out of the process. Um, that's revenue. Where are we at right now? What, what year are we in right now? Uh, first year. Yeah. We're just coming, like we're just now hitting like the year mark. Oh, wow. So we're very early in creating, uh, in, in just, uh, but we've learned a lot from the customer and grinding it out. But revenue not model number one is uh, what I described to you. Revenue model number two is similar to my last business. It's a very similar playbook. Create a low-cost, high-value tool, bolt it onto the kind of the beginning of the process, you know, address the pain points in a, in a sub-niche of an industry that doesn't have, you know, any or very many tools, and then bolt on the services. So, for example, the future of private auto, yes, we can do the transaction in the parking lot, but I could... The vision would be, I want to be able to buy your car out of your driveway. I can use my money or I can finance it and have those funds injected right into the deal. I can also get insurance. I can add a one, two or three year warranty to a car I buy out of your driveway. Um, I could even ship it door to door. I may not show up in your driveway. I may just have someone go grab it and ship it right to my doorstep. But you'd be able to have access to all those tools on one platform um, and ultimately be able to initiate any of those tools without having to speak to anybody. What's like the craziest, you know, buy, sell transaction you've done on the sites thus far? Like any crazy cars, crazy ticket numbers, just something that was like very abnormal that surprised you? Uh, I mean, not yet. There was a, oh. You're like, nah, nuts and bolts. All this shit looks the same to me. <laughs> I mean, like it's, 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 yeah, a lot of normal stuff, you know. Fair uh, enough, by the way. I, I'm, I'm definitely that way. Like, I don't. I look at the cars, it's just like, you know, I see a, a number and a piece of metal and a, and a title. <laughs> at this point, it's like the same stuff. You know, there's been a few unique cars where it, the speed of the transaction was critical um, yeah. in, in having it done quickly. And, and I think that's the other unique thing that private auto will bring to the market. So, so sometimes I like to make decisions by fast forwarding. So fast forward three years from now, and let's just assume everyone uses private auto. Is it? Um, and, and this ecosystem that we've created, it kind of changes the game a little bit. So for example, if, if, uh, like my private auto pay account, you know, you'd go ahead and tee up money in there. I'd have money in my private auto pay account. That's like ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, so, because if you think of these unique cars and stuff that comes on the market, you could be ready to strike on anything within seconds, um, you know, in, in, in buying a car and have a lot of information to make a better, more informed decision on a private purchase, um, than you would, you know, otherwise. And, and I think that's, uh, that's kind of the unique thing that the customers that have used it have already gotten a taste of that. They're like, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that makes sense. Like, Oh crap. Like if I just, if I have money, like ready to go in this account and in the seller shows that they've been verified and they have a private auto pay account too, mm -hmm. we could do a deal in seconds. Like we could, we could do a deal right now, instantly. How much does that actually matter for someone, right? Like, does it, do people really care about that when they're making such a, such a discretionary purchase, like a car? Like, does that matter? Or do you, are you finding that it's, um, it's, it's a value add, but it's not like the core of your product, right? Like, you know what, you know what comes to mind? The first thing, um, I'll tell you where, where I'm drawing to start. Like, I remember when, I remember when food delivery started getting, going crazy. Mm -hmm. you know, we're getting bombarded with ads. Yeah. And I remember it's like, oh, we deliver in 25 minutes and then we deliver in 20 minutes and we deliver in 15 minutes and when we deliver like 10 minutes. And, I, and then I started wondering, I'm like, like, what the fuck? Like, is this going to be drone delivered to you? It's going to like teleport it. I'm going to get it in like 30 seconds. But like, at what point does that not matter anymore? I'm willing yeah. to wait the extra 10 minutes. So that's how I think about this. Like, are you seeing that that leads to 
you know, whether it be better customer satisfaction, better conversion, just a, a new feature, like with having the ability to have those kind of, you know, instantly do a deal, or is that actually just better for the seller who likes the fact that they're getting their money right away? How do you think about that? Yeah. So I think it, uh, it, it a couple different answers based off of audience. So a one audience could be what if we're a button on a dealer website or on another marketplace website that allows that transaction to happen instantly that do the deal now by uh, that's that, 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 that and, now, I, and I think that's, that's badass, right? Like if you team up yeah. like that and, and you're, yeah, I like that a lot. Like it pretty much, you know, you're letting, you're licensing the private auto, you know, transaction layer or whatever the, the, the software that's right. other website. I think that's, I think that's very unique. Whether they want to do it in five minutes or five days, I don't care. That's up to them. But now they have the peace of mind and security to do that deal on their own terms, when they want, where they want, doesn't have to be banking hours, but now two um, unrelated people can come together and do that deal. So that, 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 that's, that's one. I think the other one depends on the customer. Like, you know, to your question, it's like the person that is like, this is their one and only car. And they're doing lots of research and really wanting to make sure they're going to take time, you know, to the person that's like, they've been looking for that one unique uh, Porsche or classic or whatever. And like, oh, that's like the one I want. Like, you can strike. And so I think it just depends on the person and, and, and what they're buying that would uh, determine that, uh, uh, how relevant that is. So are there, are there any best practices or like if someone wants to sell on your platform or buy on your platform, like, you know, any best practices, tricks to maximize value? Yeah. I mean, some of the things, A, get verified because then that, that, that brings more trust from people that are looking at, uh, you know, at your, your listing. So for example, the green check mark is, means you verified your driver's license, but the blue check mark means that you did that. Plus you verified uh, and set up a bank account and which means you did a quick background check. Um, KYC and, and, and you're, you're, you're a, like the top of the line verified user on the platform. Um, the other thing too, because our, our site is the only site that really allows the full deal and transaction to happen. Um, what some of our customers that are having success, they're actually still putting their car on some of the free sites, but then they provide a link to, uh, that listing on private auto so that you can negotiate, do the deal. Um, and, and start to, to transact or, or, you know, initiate a transaction on our platform. So that's what a lot of early customers are doing is inviting that buyer into that to do the deal on private auto. Yeah. It seems like a smart growth hack would be to just go after like Craigslist and Facebook marketplace listings and just tell them, Hey, you should transact here, you know, like just go in like that, you know, some guerrilla marketing. Yeah, no, we got some little things that we're doing here and there. And even with the ads, some, some, it's like even customers that are putting a car on our site right now well, that, that get the blue check mark, we're actually doing ad spend behind the scenes and putting an ad of that vehicle that shows up on some of these other marketplaces. Um, and so that that traffic comes right back to them uh, automatically on, on our site. So what does this look like in five years, right? Like, what have you done? Like, what's changed? Just give me like that vision where you zoom out five years from today, right? What does private auto look like? And just I, just a peer-to-peer -peer market, mm -hmm. which I, again, I don't think, you know, it just doesn't get enough attention. So tell us about that. Yeah, I think the, as I zoom out and look at the future of this business, uh, we want to bring the power to the people to put more money in their pocket and feel safe to do a, a private deal anytime, anyplace. 
So for example, and, and not only just to do the deal, basically anything, any service that they would have gotten through the dealership, they could do right here on their mobile phone instantly in somebody's driveway. So not only could they go meet up and, um, and do the deal, but they could also add warranty, one, two or three year warranty. They could, they could shop insurance. They could switch their insurance immediately. They could choose to have the car uh, shipped to them. Um, and there's other kind of mechanic or local hyper-local services that we could bring right to the car that's unique to the car um, and not generalized like that is the case on most websites, but services that are hyper-focused and unique to that vehicle that you could actually interact with uh, or, or be educated on right there in the moment. One thing I missed earlier when I was asking you or when we were talking about nuts and bolts is that you know, it's funny because you didn't have a great response for the for your vehicle, rightfully so. Like your 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 business first, that I can clearly tell, and 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 I love that. Um, but <laughs> I remember we used to uh, when we used to hire new people, um, we used to haze them by letting them drive. You know, like in the dealership, you drive a demo like a car. So we used to yeah. let them drive, <laughs> just like the biggest hoopties. And so <laughs> I remember we had we had a we had a a great person. You know, um, you know, not not the smallest person though. Um, and put him in like a, I think it was like a Kia Rio and nice. it was like, it was the funniest thing ever. It just got me thinking about that. Like, <laughs> it's like, you start, you start with the Kia Rio or, you know, the smallest car possible. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's the hazing at the dealership that we did. So yeah. it got me thinking of that. And, um, anyways, that's, I digress. So funny story. Um, <laughs> well, Brad, so now that we're, now that we're, we're done with my, uh, dealership stories that I love so much, uh, this has been awesome, super informative. And again, like I said, I just don't think that peer-to-peer -peer gets enough attention. There is a lot of stuff moving here. I've noticed, you know, several companies spawn uh, in the last, you know, six months, all trying to, you know, provide some, um, you know, either transactional layer like you are, a marketplace mm -hmm. or, you know, other forms of assistance for that peer-to-peer -peer buyer and seller. So it's clear that there's, you know, a lot happening here. Um, for, for the audience that wants to learn more about private auto and yourself, where can they go to learn more? Yeah, privateauto.com. We also have an app on the for iOS and Android. Uh, privateauto.com is uh, learn all about us. I love it. Brad, thanks a lot for coming on. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Please give the podcast a rating. Consider subscribing to the show and check the show notes for links to what we talked about. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys next time.